This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Arsenal ticketing discussion is back. Not only that, but we're going to be talking about the atmosphere at the Emirates Stadium, what has changed, what needs to get better, and how it can be done on this Arsenal phone-in show. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal phone-in show. Joining you every single morning. Uh, actually, no, it's not every single morning, is it? It's uh, it's not the morning show, but every single evening. This week, at least, we've been doing loads of evening shows, actually. And uh, you're joining me once again at the time of five o'clock UK um, to have a discussion with you, the listeners, and we encourage you to get involved and to join the show. And if you're listening and this is a topic that you've wanted to get involved with and in discussion with, then this is the time because this show we're going to be talking about specifically um, ticketing, about atmosphere, about your experiences with the Arsenal ticketing system, about the successes, about recent tweaks to that Arsenal ballot, of course, that has happened as well. And uh, and hearing from fans as well that want to hopefully, um, well, I think in some ways are hoping to see an improvement in the system that gives them a better opportunity to get tickets. And I want to give you some of my views, I think, to kind of kick things off in the first five to ten minutes of the show. And then, of course, we'll be opening up the floor to some callers as well. If you would like to join and join the queue, uh, what I'd say is that if you call in now, you will get on, is the first thing I will say. If you call in early, you'll definitely be on the show. Don't run the risk of of missing out later on in the uh, the next hour or two. Um, but uh, if you have a strong feeling about this or you hear something I or some of the other callers saying you want to phone in, then, then don't delay. The link to do that is in the chat box. It is also in the description as well. You can join through either of those. You need to be over the age of 18. Uh, you need to have a webcam and you need to have a quiet place to record. And ideally a good microphone, which usually comes with like any iPhone or earbuds or anything like that so do get involved these days 2024 the technology available to everyone is is really really quite solid uh, let's jump into the chat box though quickly uh rancid gonna say rancid pumpkin sorry says uh good evening all i really enjoy these knocking off uh time shows <laughs> and uh graham hello to you uh black shine hello to you to damien to grantly poos to sean uh, to Gigi. Um, Graham's asking a question. If I fly in from abroad, can I buy a ticket without having to book on the Arsenal website? Will it be cheaper or is this too risky? This will be my first time in the UK, so I have no idea how it all works. And this is definitely a topic for discussion surrounding how easy it is for fans from abroad to get tickets to games and how accessible it now is with the ballot system, of course, because you're basically entering something of a luck of the draw um, with this. So we're going to be talking about that. And I hope to hear from some fans from abroad who have either experienced the 
ticketing system if they are coming from abroad, if they've had to get tickets through other means, or of course, if uh, they've not been able to get to a game because of the ticketing system as is the way that it is currently. Uh, Owen, good evening, good morning, wherever you happen to be in the world. I know Owen's in, in Ireland, of course, uh, but good morning to you. Good evening, rather. Steve Stone, good evening, good afternoon. Um, good evening, good afternoon to Neil and Mira as well. Says, ooh, our shows like this are either really insightful or really controversial. I love it. Uh, Barry, thank you so much for joining us as well. And GTZ says, oh, I finally got to watch a show live uh, from Mexico as well. Fantastic. Um, so thank you to those that are tuning in. Very much appreciate your attendance. Um, let's start, I think, with, with my view on things, both the ticketing and the atmosphere. So I can kind of set the stage and then if you want to phone in, which the phone lines are now open, you can click that link and you will get involved. I'll continue to spam that into the uh, the StreamYards chat. That's that's the wrong one. That's not the message I'm trying to send at all. That's what happens when you have the wrong thing copied. Hold on. There we go. Where's the link? There it is. That's the link. Uh, so we'll start with ticketing. Um, obviously, I'm in a position, it's worth caveating, where I have friends who get tickets. I obviously have the, I'm in a privileged position of, of being and having access through media means to games, um, but have bought tickets plenty of times in the past and now have plenty of friends who go to the games through the ballot system with varying levels of success. The ballot is not perfect from my point of view there are things that need to improve we've had previous shows where callers have told us of situations where they can't get tickets next to the people that they would have typically gone with before which obviously sucks for them and i can understand why it's frustrating however i do look at the ballot system for me as the fairest way for supporters to get tickets to games because the previous system which ultimately was you had to sit in the queue at like, I think it was around 10 o'clock in the morning and wait until you got through the system. And ultimately then you had to be quick whether or not you selected your seat, the seat that you wanted, and then you got the ticket if you were fast enough. Now, that route was only available to a certain group of supporters, supporters that weren't either working at that time or if they were working, uh, had access to their laptop or were able to jump on at that point in time. Teachers, NHS workers, other professions, of course, who aren't able to jump onto their kind of uh, laptops or things at that point in time, uh, ultimately weren't able to to have access to the uh, to the tickets, which obviously has created a reason why the ballot exists, and so because of that the ballot has now made it fairer and more accessible for a group of supporters that ultimately uh, weren't before having access to these tickets, which I think is the right step forwards. Now, it has coincided, of course, the ballot system with the arising issues around bots and touting, and bots and touting have certainly been affected in a negative way for them, a positive way for Arsenal, uh, with the introduction of the ballot system and the technology which has helped them to catch so many bots and uh, improve this to a situation where touts are more negatively affected by this. And not only that, but of course, we've been able to see a greater variety of supporters that weren't able to get tickets before now get tickets. Now, some feel as though that the ballot system is somehow affecting the atmosphere at the ground. Now, I think that there is an argument that it might be to some level but I cannot justify an argument that suggests that the ballot 
is the main reason as to why the atmosphere has been affected this season. Because I have been at every single home game this year, bar one or two, and the atmosphere has varied. Some games, it's good. Some games, it's it's not so good. And some games, it's amazing. And at the Liverpool game earlier this season, it was absolutely stunning. And that was despite the fact that it was a game done through the ballot. That was despite the fact that the Ashburton Army, of course, have had their allocation cut this season to about half. That is the atmosphere that we can have every single week, if indeed the fans replicate that atmosphere every single week. And so for that reason, I cannot understand as to why there is such a scrutiny surrounding it. But I want to get some of your thoughts and I want to get some of your feelings, of course. If you are jumping onto the phone-in show and if you call in, you will get in now. You'll need your webcams turned on. There's a couple of people waiting who currently don't have webcams on. I'm going to have to tell you to turn those on if you want to join. Um, that's because of an age issue, not anything else. Um, but please make sure they're turned on. Uh, AJ says, I think the ticket ballot isn't great at all. It seems fair, but it's not fair for the fans that were actively going and supporting when we were in eighth place. I've entered 15 and not got one ticket. And I think this is a situation that some fans have had. The most vocal fans, of course, will be the ones that aren't getting the tickets. It's always worth pointing that out. So those that are the most frustrated are going to be the most vocal about the fact that they haven't got tickets. And that maybe gives a full sense of how many people actually aren't getting hold of tickets. In reality, I think the club released numbers that actually the vast, vast majority of people who have entered every single ballot this season, uh, the vast, vast majority have got tickets to at least one game at home this season, either in the league or obviously in the Champions League as well. So uh, it is a system that is not perfect, um, but certainly I don't necessarily agree that it isn't great at all. It depends upon your reaction to it and your experience with it. Uh, Steve says, is there a separate pool of tickets set aside for international gooners? Uh, Steve, there is. I'm a, I'm pretty sure, uh, and I can be corrected if I'm wrong, but organizations like Arsenal America uh, had an allocation. Some other supporter groups have allocations, which they're able to give to supporters when they're over. Um, and I believe that still is the case, that there are allocations for international fans. Um, let's go to Sean, who says, we never had the ballot system years ago and the atmosphere was rubbish. It's mainly a season ticket holder issue. And this is where I sit and I agree with, with Sean here. Um, there are 40 plus thousand season ticket holders inside the stadium that are not buying tickets through the ballot, are not in attendance because of the ballot. And having two-thirds of the ground filled by season ticket holders, there is no excuse that the atmosphere should not be good. And that is on us. We have to look internally as fans. If you're wondering why there's no callers on yet, it's because the callers that have called in at the bottom have decided to jump away as soon as I've asked for them to turn their webcams on. So that should give you a little bit of an idea so far uh, what's been going on. As I said, we've had no callers about this topic because I think the biggest thing about this topic is those that are the most critical don't necessarily want to put that out there or put their face to it or whatever reason. But I want to hear from fans who are abroad as well. I want to hear from fans, of course, that have been to games or that even see this as maybe a positive thing and it gives them a better opportunity. I think that fans abroad ultimately do suffer in some ways because obviously the ballot system makes it that much harder for supporters to to get hold of a ticket and plan out a trip in advance because 
how can you plan a trip out in advance aiming to go to a game when you might not get a ticket because the ballot's only going to give you so you know, such a chance of getting one. So I absolutely get that. Uh, Steve says, with over 40,000 season ticket holders, I can't understand why people think the poor atmosphere is down to the ballot system. Uh, US Arsenal fan says, going to a home uh, Arsenal game is on the bucket list. I would definitely travel to London for it, but the certainty of getting a ticket at the moment is too tricky. Uh, Rancid Pumpkin says, let's be honest, the Emirates will never uh, will never be the stadium famous for its atmosphere. Uh, is this something that we have to accept? Like there are grounds that you go to that you know you're going to get treated to an unbelievable atmosphere. St. James's Park, Selhurst Park. These are stadiums which are known for their atmosphere. Is that to do with the social side of things? Do they have a ballot system? Is it being affected in that way? Do they have the same level of demand for tickets that Arsenal do? And I think that's certainly something to be said about the demand for tickets in this sense as well. Certainly the demand uh, would be and, and has been absolutely incredible for tickets at Arsenal for the last two to three seasons it's a result of Arsenal being better and I think there was a comment earlier on that was saying something about um is it AJ says um support um it's not fair for the fans that were actively going and supporting when we were eighth I've entered 15 and not got one ticket the idea that the loyalty argument the loyalty argument is something that ultimately is very difficult to have an attachment of a justification to because some fans did not want to go to the games when Arsenal were really bad and they were frustrated with the club. They were frustrated with how it was run. They were frustrated of what wasn't being done. And so they voted with their feet. They said, I'm not going to go to these games. And so I absolutely understand that feeling as well. And so I don't think they should necessarily be punished because they have decided not to go. Um, Mike says, when the atmosphere is bad, I see a lot of tourist comments. But when it's great, like against Liverpool, I don't see any comments about tourists. I actually had a really good message from someone about this the other day. I don't know if I can find it. Um, but I had a fan who was messaging me, talking specifically, complaining about tourist fans a few weeks ago. And then they sent me another DM a little bit later on saying that, um, they'd actually changed their mind because they'd gone and sat next to somebody who was a tourist um, from abroad and they sung louder than anyone else in the section throughout. So for that reason, uh, I have to think that that tourist argument, it just falls on deaf ears. Um, and so for that reason, I can't agree with the whole tourist thing. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, James says, I feel like nobody was complaining about the atmosphere last season. And it, nobody really was. There is a difference, of course, especially with the allocation to the Ashburton Army. That's been cut. Um, and there are less of them in the ground. But I do think that there was a bigger influence from the fact that the momentum that we had, uh, the momentum from being in that title race, um, has definitely contributed to the atmosphere being significantly better. Uh, Owen says, should the ballot be done on bunches rather than one match at a time, maybe three or four games? And that way, if you're let down on one fixture, you should get a ticket for one of the other ones. And I think this is definitely something that that needs to be improved about the ballot is if you aren't successful with the ballot system, um, for that reason, I think that there's something to be said about then having a better chance on the next one and the next one and the next one if that makes sense. If you miss out on the ballot or if you were successful in the ballot, maybe it should hold back, you know, for a period of time. Maybe it's, you should hold back from being able to um, to use it. And I think for that reason, um, 
it makes a lot of sense what Owen's saying there. So if you're successful, you should probably have to skip a few games to give the people that didn't get a ticket in that game more of a chance in the next game. So it's fairer across the board. Uh, Damien says, uh, Arsenal have never been known as a place with a great atmosphere. Um, last season, we was riding a wave of emotion. And this season, the general opinion has been that we've not been playing as entertaining levels of football. And I definitely feel that, Damien. I 100% feel that, Damien, because earlier in the season, what we were finding was if we weren't in a lead by like five minutes, five minutes goes and we weren't in the lead, um, it was real quiet at times. It was real quiet. The expectation on Arsenal this season has just changed. It's just a different beast, the expectation surrounding the club. And so therefore, if you're not in the lead in the first five to 10 minutes, there's an expectation of, well, why aren't we leading? This is Arsenal. You know, and so I think that actually we need to look within a little bit more and think, no, we need to change things. Um, to give you a little bit of an update on calls, again, this is oh, this is the first phone-in show that we have done in a very, very, very long time that in terms of people willing to criticise the ticketing system with, you know, with their front, with their chest, with their face, it's not there. And I'm actually surprised no one's called in regarding from the uh, from those abroad that have ever had the experience of buying a ticket yet as well. If it means we just do a Q&A with you guys in the chat box, we can happily do that and the phone lines will remain open. But for now, you know, I've, I've had somebody desperately try not to show their face so far. Um, I'll happily uh, share that image to prove that down in the... Uh, in the Discord server a little bit later on. But, you know, on StreamYard, what you can do sometimes is you throw up like a um, a background. StreamYard gives you the opportunity to kind of throw virtual backgrounds out and to kind of like fake that you're really there. I've had that so far. I've had someone else sending uh, just with a, a bland stock image. It's strange. Why does this conversation attract that type of person? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me. Maybe you can tell me by jumping on as well. What do you think the whole kind of drama and controversy around talking about the uh, the ticketing system or the atmosphere as well? Uh, Sean says, another issue I feel is that season ticket holders are used to rent uh, their season ticket out, but have taken them back since we got into the Champions League. Yes, potentially that is an argument. Uh, we have someone who's willing to jump on and talk. Let's do it. Rich, how you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Hey, Tom. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Where are you joining me from? I'm from Ohio, so I'm overseas. Nice one. Have you been to a, a game before? I have not. I'm actually looking to go uh, last couple games of the season. Mm. So, um, and how do you plan of, on doing that with the ballot system as it is? Well, and that's I jumped. I was I jumped on, but then I jumped off because someone had asked the question in the comments oh, about enough. allocation. So. Yes. I would assume, based on those the update you gave, that I could go to Austin America or another uh, chapter here in the states to mm. see whether are or you not. Are member with Arsenal America? Like, are you part of that group? Or I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. You know, I think so. I've been a fan for 25 years, mm. and back at that time, we had Dodgy streams mm. uh, to to access games, which I've heard you guys have to do for the uh, 12. Well, if you're 12 here in the in the in uh in the UK, no three o'clock kickoffs are broadcast. So yeah, Correct. you're very so, lucky in that sense that you get access to every game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, more recent though, that's been uh, mm. within the past ten years. So NBC uh, has the rights and has had the rights for a while. 
we're paying next to nothing, like $50 a year mm. for access to all the games uh, and replays of those games if we want to go back and watch them. So, but again, uh, just going back to the topic, I am looking to come over and that was the biggest question for me, whether or not I'd be able to get tickets. So, um, and with the atmosphere as well, uh, because you sort of started talking about that as well, it's a noticeable drop when you watch the games from here. So, mm. and and I'm not sure what happened with the Ashburton Army. I, I saw and heard uh, different comments being presented as to why their numbers are down, but yeah. th- they made a noticeable impact uh, in the atmosphere last year. And, you know, you still have uh, games where the atmosphere is – it sounds amazing, but then there's huge drop-offs to where you can hear, you know, individual fans screaming that mm. aren't anywhere near the commentators. So, mm. um, again, not sure what's happened, if it's the seat allocation uh, or um, something else, but it, yeah. it, there is a drop. There's definitely a drop. You know, I think, yeah, it's definitely been noticeable this season. I guess the frustration, Rich, is like, when I was at the Liverpool game, for instance, compared to, say, the start of the Crystal Palace game, which is only, you know, a couple of weeks before that, the difference was so clear. And yet, like, yeah. the allocation of the Ashburton Army, for instance, was the same for both games. It didn't change. Yeah. Like, And yes, the obvious answer is, well, one's Liverpool, one's Palace. But if we want to improve the atmosphere, surely we kind of have to look within at the people that are in the ground, of course, still with us. And if one, if two games are represented by the same level of, of allocations for different groups, and yet the atmosphere is so different for those games, we have to ask the question, well, why is that? Well, I mean, and, and this is just my opinion, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I think with most sports, you want a younger uh, crowd because I think the younger crowd to a certain level is going to provide that atmosphere. So I'm not sure where the Premier League is with safe standing, but I think if you carve out a, a part of the stadium just for uh, safe standing, lower price mm-hmm. tickets, you're going to get a much better atmosphere uh, than you will at most uh, modern grounds because for most people, those ticket prices are high and I don't know what the percentage is at the Emirates, but I'm sure there's quite a few people that just come in that like myself just are coming in to see a game and then, you know, they leave. So they're, they're just there to, to debate in the atmosphere. Yeah. I think, I, I think that there is always going to be a, a question mark over the willingness of uh, you know a large portion of season ticket holders that aren't willing to really oh, yeah. engage the atmosphere. I would also say that there's something to be said about the standing element, which I think is fair. Now, Arsenal do a great job in regards to it making itself as accessible to as many different supporters in terms of their own accessibility through their own restrictions, through, you know, disabilities and things like that. They recently introduced, obviously, like the, um, the, the, the sign language at games for fans that are deaf. They've got the sensory room at the Emirates. Yeah. But also, a lot of emphasis on standing and the, the, the knowledge that some supporters can't stand. Now, where I sit in the press box, 
in front of the press box is often a um, in the blocks behind the away dugout and around the ground, to be fair, but that just localised that position. If Arsenal are on the attack down towards the clock end, the fans will stand up. And some fans that cannot stand up or, for whatever reason, choose to, in some cases perhaps, but I think in most cases aren't choosing to, aren't able to stand up as quickly, do get very irritated by the amount of people that stand up. Yeah. So how do we back, how do we find a solution to this? Because I agree that I think standing is certainly something that will help uh, improve the atmosphere. But there's such an encouragement to keep people in their seats during games because of the accessibility issue that it's kind of restricted, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, again, it, it's obviously one of those things you want to encourage because you want the atmosphere to be as electric, not only for the players, because it's noticeable. Uh, it, it gives them a certain energy that they then return to us as fans watching, whether we're in the stadium or uh, watching on the TV. It's it, For me, I would make it lower bowl because mm -hmm. like you said earlier, if there's 45,000 uh, season ticket holders, then that's another, what, 15 plus thousand that are allocated to just anyone. So make yeah. it lower bowl, even if you just carve out 5,000 seats and those are the safe standing, safe standing areas um, are the safe standing area for, you know, anyone that comes in again, lower price point. Uh, and I, I think that dramatically takes away, you know, any of those fans who are going to take issue or, or have some sort of problem with people standing up in front of them. You know, you just like we do with the away or or away zones with uh, with every club. Every club mm. has uh, a carved up slice of the stadium that it gives to away fans. Do the same yeah. thing for safe standing. Like that can yeah. easily be done. It's just like you said. Where do you put it uh, to where it's you'd not put it in the North, North Bank? To be honest, you'd probably put they the safe standing section in the North Bank, but. I, I and I think that is the way forwards is is a dedicated section yeah. where you stand. It, as as someone in the chat, Leon says, it, it, um, so Leon mentioned have seating at the front and standing at uh, at the ends. And there was someone that said about yeah, uh, Amira said safe standing could also increase capacity, which is true. Yeah. You know, as it well. definitely would. I mean, you'd have to worry about uh, issues with uh, you know it's a health and safety thing as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the biggest yeah. part. That's the biggest yeah. part. But I mean we watch enough games at the internet to know that people aren't going to be running on the field, on the pitch. So, so, you know, but there's still, like you said, there's definitely a health and safety aspect to it, but um, it's just such a different, um, you get such a different feel when you're watching the games. You don't see that energy level. I mean, the last two years have been, just amazing as an Arsenal fan to watch because of the atmosphere. Um, it, it, obviously the play, but the atmosphere was just electric. And I still now go back to some of the clips from NBC and watch and listen to like Peter Drury and some of the other commentators and you can barely hear him talk. Whereas now it's not as apparent until you get to those big games, the Man United's, uh, the goals during Liverpool, uh, and Man City, of course, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, Rich, thank you so much for jumping on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, oh, no problem. I know it's a topic that's not the easiest to tackle. So yeah, I appreciate you jumping on, my friend. No problem, man. You have a great day. You too, mate. Uh, take care.
Cheers, Rich. Much appreciated time on the show. Make sure you're showing plenty of love in the chat box. Let's bring in our next caller. We've got AJ coming on. AJ, how you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, I'm good. You? Yes, I can hear you clear and crisp. Where are you joining us from, mate? Perfect. Uh, Essex at the moment. It's lovely stuff. And I'm assuming you're a regular visitor to the Emirates. Is that right? Uh, yeah, before the ballot system. Yeah, before the ballot the system. Moment. Yeah, it's probably yeah. the most accurate way of putting it, right? So tell, first of all, I guess, tell me about your experience pre and post ballot. Uh, post ballot is quite simple, to be fair. I just haven't been able to get a ticket. So um, mm. I'm probably one of the sour ones, to be fair. But um, pre ballot uh it's pretty good to be fair um it's understandable that a lot of arsenal fans didn't want to attend when we was like eighth place mm. and all of that but um yeah i just think it's a little bit crazy for the loyal fans but um it's not much we can do to be fair about that yeah i guess with the like do you understand why the ballot's been brought do you like empathize with the reasons i know it's yeah. created frustrations for you in terms of getting access to tickets as regularly but do you kind of understand why it was brought in Definitely, yeah. Especially the points you touched on earlier on about people with different professions unable mm. to access, like the what was it at the time, the queues and all of that. Do you know what I mean? So I definitely mm. understand it. Yeah. So if you were in charge, I suppose I put the pressure on you a little bit here. But if you were thinking of ways in which it could be improved, how would you go about doing that? Do you think? I haven't really thought of any improvements. To be fair, I think someone made a good point earlier on. Um, what was it? At the delay, in terms yeah, of if you yeah, that was it. You can't get into the next one. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So you think that would be because, I, I mean, and in terms of its influence on the atmosphere, do you think that that's that it's played a part in this season being perhaps not as good? Mm. Is there enough evidence to suggest it has? I don't think so. Anyway, obviously, I haven't been to a game this season. To be fair, so I haven't seen live in the flesh. You get the games from the atmosphere on the telly sometimes. Yeah, though, to be fair. yeah. Uh, I don't really think much has changed. To be fair. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I think there's been a difference, but I can absolutely understand why maybe some people think that it that it hasn't changed, especially when you our most recent example is Liverpool, where the atmosphere yeah. was unbelievable. That came across on on the television as well for so many fans. But yeah, I think those big games are they're quite easy to get a good atmosphere on the bigger games, if that makes sense. Especially if we've like won them or winning them. Do you think that then puts the a bit of the blame more so on us then as, as supporters inside the ground. We need to do more for games that aren't as, you know, yeah. electric and anticipating of, of others. Yeah, I think I think that's a good thing. Um, I think even when you're watching games on the TV, sometimes if you're playing like a Burnley, it's easy to get less hyped than if we were playing like a Man City and stuff. So it's understandable. But I think there's still a few sections of the crowd that are willing. I think it's Ashburton Army mm-hmm. and those guys there. Like... Mm-hmm. Some people are against them. Like, I think they're all right. I think they're doing a good job livening mm. people up in the stadium. Can't be a bad thing. I think that the the efforts made to improve the atmosphere have certainly been recognisable. I, I guess the question is always for me, like, despite their allocation being cut, we know that we can still have amazing atmospheres. And so it can't necessarily be looked at as the primary reason as to why the atmosphere has suffered more, if indeed it even has this season, which yeah. from your perspective, you don't think it necessarily has changed too much um but what about um just lastly before i let you go aj you know in terms of the atmosphere improving and and outside of the ashburton army do you think there's anything anything extra at all we could do to try and improve things do we need to get you know those was it lester that got those big clapper things trying to improve the atmosphere i mean i don't want to see anything i don't really want to see that myself i'm not a big fan of things like that it's a bit gimmicky yeah, I agree. But if, if you got any strategies that you could think of, because it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Um, 
off the top of my head, no, honestly. Mm. honestly. Well, that's, and that's absolutely fine. I think it is really, really hard to come out of these strategies. But AJ, thank you so much for joining me, mate. I really no appreciate your time and being brave thank enough. Thank you for having me on. Cheers. No problem at all, mate. Um, thank you to AJ. Uh, we're going to jump back into the uh, the chat box now after taking a couple of calls. The phone lines are still certainly clear, people. So if you'd like to jump on, uh, as I say, when we discuss our Teta transfers, people are fighting to get on the show. Tickets and atmosphere, though. I thought it was going to be popular, but apparently not, guys. Apparently not that keen on this one today. Uh, Tommy says the ballot system is more for the rich people who have the money and the time to go whenever they get picked. I find it a shocking system. Tommy, I'd love to hear from you if you're able to jump on, but I don't agree. Uh, I think that the ballot system is actually more so in for the people that, as we've talked about, weren't actually able to get a ticket before because they weren't able to sit at 10 o'clock in the morning and wait for those or 8.30 in the morning to get those queues and get in those queues for those tickets. Therefore, the opportunity for people that aren't able to get in that system. And so therefore, if they teach or they work in the NHS or they have in much of these, um, if they have uh, the inability to access those previous queues, it now gives them the opportunity to perhaps get a ticket. So I don't agree. Tommy says, though, as much as I would love to, Tom, I only have my phone and the most internet I'm on is YouTube. <laughs> I wouldn't have a clue how to work it. No worries, mate. That's absolutely understandable. Uh, Amira says, not going to lie, um, no disrespect, lower slash smaller clubs can create a great atmosphere even when they're not doing as well. Um, I don't see why Arsenal fans need a big game to have a great atmosphere. And that is absolutely spot on. Um, so I, it's the frustration, isn't it? Like there's more people in the ground, and yet for some reason we can't create as loud of an atmosphere as as other grounds. I know that there's definitely aesthetics to things like the smaller cauldrons of noise can actually create a much louder sound. But you know, I've been to St James's Park, which is a massive arena. It has a massive open side because one side of the stadium is much bigger than the others, and yet that noise is still transmitted so brilliantly and harshly as well uh, abdul says thomas someone who plans to travel to the eu in 2025 how would i be able to get my hands on a ticket i want to plan in advance and again i think this is another part of the discussion abdul and i'd happily again as always have you on the show to talk about this topic and get your reaction to this because for fans that want to travel from abroad to go to a game which they're entitled to do and for those that think they're not it's just xenophobic in my opinion um it's very very difficult to do because you have to enter the ballot you have to get the ticket and be lucky to get one and then of course by that time it might be pretty close to the game and so for that reason the price of travel the price of accommodation may have shot up by this point so i think it's i think the ballot ironically like we talk about the tourists you know people accuse tourist supporters of being and having greater access actually I think the ballot system, if anything, has, has damaged the ability of fans from abroad to, to get involved, which is a real shame. Uh, let's bring in uh, Audrey to the conversation. Audrey, how are you doing? You good, Joel? Uh, Audrey's not going to talk, apparently. Um, let's go to Bizarre, who says, do you just apply uh, for the ballot system and have to pay, or are you picked? Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, which you know is is what it is, I guess. Um, but I, I think the ballot system regarding 
having to pay, you have to pay for the membership. And that, of course, makes things much harder. And I think having the ballot system is something which is going to generate more buzz around getting memberships. And then that conversation about do you do, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, is that going to promote the idea of membership? So is there going to be accusations that the ballot system is designed to get more memberships at the club? Well, I know a lot of fans who have bought silver memberships. I don't think you can even get silver memberships anymore. You can only get red memberships because the demand has been so big. I think it's just a coincidence. It's just part and parcel of what's happened. Um, let's go to King, who says, there is no perfect solution for the ticket uh, system. Fans will always miss out on tickets. Uh, Tommy says, if I want to go to a game, I have to pick a game and get flights and a hotel and time off work. So with the ballot system, it freezes me out unfortunately i guess if you're willing to spend more it doesn't but again that's one of the the frustrations i guess with that as well uh let's try audrey again and see if he's going to speak audrey are you speaking can you hear me it's a no okay fair enough that's twice we've tried and twice it's failed um let's go to uh gtz says if not through the ballot system is there any other way to get tickets and officially, obviously, other than supporter groups, the answer is no. The answer is no. Um, there is no other way to get tickets because the only other way is through unofficial means. And when I say unofficial means, I, of course, mean that, um, sadly, that's going to be through touts. That's going to be through friends of friends, which, of course, runs the risk of being, uh, if you go into a game with a friend's ticket, if you're found to have be in possession of a ticket that isn't for you specifically, um, it can mean that you can get into the stadium and you may not be given access to the stadium. You may have that ticket taken off. That person's ticket could be suspended or even blocked. Um, and so therefore there is big reasons as to why that doesn't then work. So, and it's a risk because if you go through unofficial means, you could also get scammed. Um, and I know plenty of horror stories of fans who have spent hundreds of pounds on tickets and sadly have been unable to then get into the ground because the ticket has not turned out to be real. Um, so, yeah, I think there is, I think the Arsenal system still does use Ticketmaster, um, but I, don't, I think, I think it still uses Ticketmaster as well as, as their system, but yeah, it may not um, be able to be improved. Uh, let's jump back into the chat, shall we? Uh, Amira says, no solution is perfect, unfortunately. It's just what happens when demand exceeds supply. Honestly, we could expand capacity to 70,000 and probably still have the same problem. And you're absolutely right, Amira. Um, we could expand the capacity by another 10,000. And I still think that we'd have issues because the amount of people that are not getting tickets is still in the high percentages of those that enter the ballot. The demand for tickets has grown exponentially and has persisted as well. So for that reason, it's very, very difficult to even just suggesting that we expand the stadium. It doesn't solve the problem because whilst you might get more fans in the stadium, those fans aren't necessarily going to solve the atmosphere issue because we seemingly with 40,000 season ticket holders still have an atmosphere problem. And for that reason, it becomes very difficult indeed. Adele says, I'm curious as I haven't been to a match in 40 years. Would you consider the Premier League family friendly? I, I perhaps they'll need more context to your question. Certain grounds, certain games, I can't speak on. I can't speak on other grounds. I can't speak on other clubs. I can only speak on Arsenal. I know Arsenal to be a very family-friendly 
orientated club. In fact, the ballot system is designed to, in some ways, open up the opportunity. But it's not perfect for families because, as I've heard from supporters before, if they try to get a ticket next to one another, that can sometimes be a challenge. So I guess, in some ways, that side of the problem has, has created a bit of an issue. Uh, Shibaz says, Arsenal has a partner listed on their site. I got a ticket to the Fulham match on my birthday last year when I came over from Canada. Um, so I guess some fans are still uh, getting, are still certainly improving in that sense. But uh, it's it's so hard, I think, for fans from abroad to time their journeys and get a ticket through official means. Uh, Bizarre says, can you buy a ticket off Facebook Marketplace? I guess in theory, you could, but you run the risk of it being fake. You run the risk of it being real. So that's why I always tell people never ever to buy tickets unless it is through an official mean um i feel like we might have missed some comments while i was talking as well uh we're going to run the show for probably around until the hour unless we start to get more phoners but i guess that this topic has not been one to spark too much interest um let's go up in the chat while i was talking uh to rich so now we got uh gororo says just fill the arches at the emirates then these tickets could be for the ballot uh, or the foreign foreign lesion. The foreign lesion. I mean, that strikes me as a little bit of a weird comment, to be honest, Gororo. The, I really don't understand that one. He says, we could make uh, safe standing easily and get another 15,000 seats. And I think, as we've already discussed, um, adding another 10 or even 15,000 seats, I don't think solves the problem. I mean, you have to ask the question, is there necessarily just an argument that this isn't a sort of this isn't a problem that can be solved. Maybe that's why people don't have an answer. Yes, that's why people haven't got the, you know, the answers to jump on the show and tell me what the answer is. Because Arsenal are dealing with you're fighting a losing battle in some senses. There is always going to be people that are not happy with the ticket system, and so because of that, we are always going to be in a position where people are unhappy, and therefore because of that, we're always going to be people that are going to be finger pointing at the club to do more. Um, and I've spoken to a number of people that have changed their mind on it after they've been educated about why the problems that exist still do exist. Um, but it's really tough. It's really tough, I think, as an entire, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, concept to solve. Um, Rand says, my time is running out. Indeed, those that watch the 8am show know exactly what that means. Uh, Peter says, Tom, hasn't Arsenal always had an issue regarding the atmosphere? Like, Highbury wasn't called, was called the Highbury Library for that reason and i think that this is again something that has persisted as peter points out for a very very long time you know we moved to the emirates then to improve the capacity to improve revenue as well from ticket sales of course and everything that goes with that um and the extra benefits that come with it as well but the reality of the situation is that yes peter is right we have had an issue with the atmosphere for a very very long time and because of that um it sadly led us into a position where in 2024 we're still having problems with it and we need to find ways of improving it uh, alistair says it's unfair that non-uk supporters struggle to get tickets but it's also unfair that uk fans have to pay more to watch premier league games and can't even watch all of the games uh, no three o'clock matches being shown on TV. And and obviously, UK supporters that can't get to games or for whatever reason, be it because of 
you know, the, the situation being from, I don't know, um, financial reasons or geographical reasons in, uh, reasons in the UK. They can't actually go into the, the stadiums for that reason. Well, if they want to watch a game at three o'clock, they can't. Not at least by official means, because there is no way to watch the game because of the three o'clock embargo on uh, British broadcasting of those games. So, yeah, it's uh, very difficult. Uh, very difficult indeed. Uh, Ian says, uh, sadly, from my experience, the only way to really go to see Arsenal is at an away match. It's very difficult as a foreigner to get tickets to the Emirates. That's really interesting, Ian. I'd actually love to hear more about why it's and how it's easier to go to an away game than it is a home game as a foreign fan because it's very difficult to get away tickets as well. Very, very difficult indeed. James says, I'd say the history of having a poor atmosphere says more about our fans than it does the ticketing system. And I'd love for someone to come on and tell me why that's wrong. Um, but they don't seem to be about. Uh, Bizarre says, membership just to watch the Premier League in Canada is around $50 a month. That's, that's so expensive. And I know it's expensive here as well in the UK to have, you know, I have all of the uh, Sky and, and TNT as well. And it's it's expensive, but fifty dollars. So that's what about forty pounds. Um, that's a huge amount of money, and it is that it is always that the fans do feel as though, don't we? We always feel as fans that we are treated second to everything else. Like we think about scheduling of games when they put certain away fixtures, like the Sheffield United match has been rescheduled away at Sheffield United on Monday night is such a terrible terrible placement for an Arsenal game for those fans that have to travel all the way up to Sheffield it's, it's an awful placement of a game if you're going to put an Arsenal away game on Monday night at eight o'clock at least make it somewhere within an hour or an hour or max like a two-hour train ride maximum because that's just such a it's such a frustration for supporters uh, having to do that in midweek on a Monday night, because trust me, I've done plenty of games away from home at weekends. The transport systems in the UK are in the gutter at this point because of strikes, because of maintenance, because of the need to improve them. You know, all of that, all of that. It's, it's so difficult as well. Um, Shabazz says uh, maybe it's just overseas travel, though, not all international travel. Um, and as the partner I was mentioning for the international travel is the champions travel. I don't know, Shabazz. I, I don't really know what you mean. Um, Ninad says, whatever happened to the rocket? I don't know. Uh, Abdul says, when I used to live in Egypt, I used to go to watch some matches there. They had a specific side just to hype up the atmosphere. And this was a rule but more of a fan base understanding. This was not a rule, sorry, but more of a fan base understanding. Uh, there's sometimes I think, you know, <laughs> maybe it's a very British thing. We look abroad and we see some, like when I went to Lens to watch the game in the Champions League against RC Lens, um, the amount of flags, the amount of um, banners that there were throughout the game. And all I, all I know that people have said from games like that is that maybe it's a very British thing because we love to complain. Is uh, is people going? How do they see through the, the flags? Isn't that well annoying, like your view being blocked by a flag. I guess you can't have it both ways. You can't have the atmospheres of the Lons and the Dortmunds and the, the clubs like this who have the amazing like flags and fireworks and flares and stuff like that, and also what the perfect viewing experience. I guess you can't have both. I think you can have a degree with both. Um, I think that you can create an atmosphere without banners and flags that is 
very, very hostile. And I look at St. James's Park as an, an example of that. But yeah, I, I don't necessarily see it um, being a thing that we need like loads of flags or anything like that in the Emirates Stadium to improve the atmosphere. Uh, Alice says, I think it's not just an Arsenal problem with the atmosphere. I think a lot of the Premier League teams, especially the ones with new stadiums or ones that get more success as well. And obviously, Manchester City, I think, is a good example of where that's not necessarily the case, Alistair. You know, Manchester City is, is not known for having the best of atmospheres and they are incredibly successful. Manchester United and Liverpool have also faced similar accusations despite their success through the years. They're not necessarily the most intimidating grounds to go to. Liverpool might be intimidating for the first 10 minutes and when they sing their song and they get going, but Liverpool can go very quiet. Anfield can go very, very quiet. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um Morgan says, I know you hate the term tourist, but it's just another word for strangers, casuals. They are less likely to be singing. I don't agree, Morgie, personally, um, because I know plenty of fans from abroad. I know plenty of uh, supporters who would say that being labelled a tourist and then in the same sentence being called a casual fan um, isn't, isn't the case because they come from abroad. They come from elsewhere in the UK. It was a great conversation I had previously where a fan that was very critical of fans from abroad lived two hours from London and has to travel into London from games. Like they're as much of a tourist. They're traveling from outside. They're not London based. They're not from Islington or Highbury, you know? So unless you're literally like on the doorstep of the Emirates, technically we're all traveling from certain places to go see the the, the game. I, the tourist argument I find really infuriating. Um, and I know supporters from all around the world that come to games and, sing their their hearts out yes indeed i travel into the games i live about an hour from the ground um if i want to get there i can be at the emirates in in about an hour um and if that makes me a tourist fan i'll take that with a, a badge of honor because i know fans from around the world that sing as much as i do when i'm in that ground as a supporter trust me i do and uh and certainly they sing as much and perhaps even more uh, than I do. Uh, James says, are we less likely to sing? We sing at our local pub where we watch every single match. And having been to Chicago and having been to the Globe Pub, that was one of the best experiences. One of the best experiences I have ever had as an Arsenal supporter was being in the Globe Pub and experiencing a match day there. And it wasn't the best game in the world in terms of result. The 3-3 was Southampton at home last season. It sucked in the end, but yeah, I, I do think that um, I do think that it's the idea that fans from abroad are less likely to get involved is just such a lazy and borderline xenophobic trope that just does not fit the reality of the situation whatsoever. Uh, Morgan says, "See my previous comment." Um, Morgan says, "I would phone in, but I'm cooking dinner at the moment." Um, Saturday with the hammers on Sunday, um, they called out the tourists for a poor atmosphere, and that was at the start i don't i guess what's the west ham fans i mean the reason why the west ham fans were very very quiet um was because we made them very very quiet and it's necessary to do with tourist supporters and uh, not singing enough uh at all plus the london stadium if you want an example of the worst stadium for atmospheres and because like the stadium is contributing to the atmosphere being bad the london stadium is the best example it is not a football stadium. Like it's, it's an athletic stadium. 
and it is not designed to generate football-like atmosphere. It was designed to hold a lot of big capacity and to be a good ground for the Olympics, but it is not designed for to be a football ground. And because of that, it is incredibly quiet at times. And it is by far, and I agree with Sean, the worst ground in the Premier League. For me, it is the worst ground in the league to, for, from a footballing perspective. Like, give me Kenilworth Road or Selhurst Park, even with the bars in the way. Trust me, I've been to or Craven Cottage, you know, where I sit for the, the press box at Craven Cottage. Nine times out of 10, I've got a huge pillar on my way. But give me that nine time, 99 times out of 909 times out of 1,000. I'd rather that than the London Stadium as being my home ground because it is just not a football stadium at all, whatsoever. Um, Jason says, this is the first season since I have been a red member in 2012 where I have been unable to get tickets for any of the Arsenal games at the Emirates. The ballot system is a joke. Jason, please jump on the show. I'd love to hear from you in person. The ballot system might be a joke for you because it has not given you access to games. But there are people that have never had access to games because they've never been able to buy a ticket because when the tickets were available to be bought... They sadly weren't able to do it because they were doing a job, which means that they couldn't access that queue, couldn't buy those tickets. And now they go to more games than they've ever had access to ever before. And that's because the ballot system is the fairest way of dealing out tickets to supporters that want them. Um, that's the reality of the situation. But I'd love to hear your thoughts if you want to call in. I'm going to be around for another five minutes. Uh, so the phone lines will be open for another five more minutes. We've had two, two callers. This topic clearly isn't one like the Arteta debate that people love to talk about, but uh, it's a topic I really kind of care about and love to hear people's thoughts on it. It's just a shame that the most critical amongst it aren't willing to come on, it seems. US Arsenal fans, as I live in DC, USA, and watch at my local supporters bar, and we scream and sing at the TV like it might actually motivate the players. It's just a tribal thing, isn't it? Like, whenever I watch a game at home, which is, you know, not as, as common as it used to be, but Whenever I do watch the games at home and you're shouting and screaming at the TV, I, my missus is turning around to me saying, you know, they can't hear you, mate. And I'm like, I know, doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm still going to scream at the telly because that's just the way that it goes. I mean, even in the press box, like it's so, it's, it's difficult. I've certainly become a lot better, but I still, I still come sometimes break the press media facade in that press box and certainly when we scored against Liverpool, certainly when we scored that winning goal against Manchester United or certainly when we scored that winning goal against Bournemouth last season yeah it was impossible and to be fair against Liverpool I was sitting in the overflow section which was part of the actual um, block of supporters so kind of got away with being and celebrating in that way um, Shane says we can plough that colony sponsorship money on revamping the stadium of course this is relating to the sober realty uh, money that's come in for the kind of the partnership over the training ground. When we say revamping the stadium, like what do we mean, Shane? That's what I'd be curious to, to know. What do we mean by revamping the stadium? I know that we need to revamp it. I'm curious what your thoughts are. I think the seats need to be revamped. I think that the infrastructure inside the stadium needs to be revamped. That the, the access to the stadium needs to be improved so that fans can get in the ground much, much faster. That said, I still think that fans can do more to improve that by turning up to the game earlier. And I think they did that for Liverpool, to be fair. Uh, Vincenzo says, I used to like the old Upton Park Stadium, which was, yeah, the bowling ground was was excellent. And um, Vincenzo says, hi, Tom, do you get our, do you get free tickets? Because I'm mates with Arteta. 
Oh, loads. Yeah, loads. It's free tickets. It's uh, never struggle. Never, never struggle. No, it's uh, it's press access. It's very, very different. And faster beers. Yeah, this is a great point. Um, and I think Red Action tweeted about this um, at half time. Fans go into the, the the concourse about 10, on average, I'd say it's about up to 10 minutes before halftime. And then because of because they won't do pre-pouring, and I don't know why, but they won't do pre-pouring at halftime. And they absolutely should do more pre-pouring. So they pre-pour, it means people going into the stadium at halftime are far more likely to get their beer quicker and then they can move the queues through faster and people don't have to go into the stadium as quickly at half-time to get them. Uh, we have got a caller. Fantastic. Uh, Graham, thank you so much for joining me, mate. How are you doing? How are you, Tom? Very good. Thanks for yourself. Yeah, all good. Where are you joining me from, pal? I'm from South Africa. Oh, fantastic stuff. Uh, have you yeah. had the pleasure of being at the Emirates before? Never before. Yeah, I've um, actually been considering coming over and, and yeah. trying my luck. But now with the ticketing system and the ballot system in place, it becomes a little bit more challenging. And um, one of the points that I'd really like to make as well, just mm. being a foreigner and the idea of not creating or, or contributing to an atmosphere, I think it's absurd. I think that if I have the opportunity to come over and enjoy a game of footy with fans um, of my club that I've been supporting for, gosh, nigh on 35 years now mm. i think it would be an incredible opportunity and i would contribute and sing my my heart and, and soul considering the fact as well that my currency is about 22 um rand to the pound so yeah i mean we uh, we'd have to mortgage our house just to buy a ticket you know so i'd, I'd really enjoy it <laughs> i can assure yeah, you yeah and i i believe you trust me um because i know plenty of fans like yourself graham that that, that are the same that, and and do have the privilege of being able to get to games from abroad and and sing their hearts out why do you think that that opinion exists I, I, I without ruffling too many feathers i also think hmm. that um you know a lot of the the locals They've become a little bit selfish in a sense that it's theirs and they they hold on to it and 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 okay. I, I get it as well. You know, it, it, it's yeah. it's it's a London club and people that come from London they they support that club, but um, South Africans and uh, Americans and Australians and Gunas from all around the world we contribute mm. just as much to that club. Whether yeah. I mean we buy we buy the t-shirts we buy the merchandise um, however limited it is in our countries we still contribute as much as we can to support the club and i think this notion of having um this sort of sole rights and sole mandate mm. to you know your club it's my club too i just don't live there and uh, i'm a proud proud mm. gunner and i think people need to just relax a little bit and just share I think it's that's the most important. Yeah, thing no, share. I think I, the the gatekeeping thing is is it's it's true. There are some people that live here um, and certainly believe that that no one else other than them and those around them or that look like them or have come from the same areas them should go to games. I've done one of these shows before, and those listening that watch that show will know. Maybe you've, you've even seen it before, where we spoke to a fan that said that, like I think they said something like seventy percent of the ground should be English. Like, yeah. I, it's, it's crazy, right? Like, mad. Like, and you say you don't want to ruffle too many feathers. I don't mind doing that. I'll say it as it is. It's xenophobic, is what it is. Um, and it is ridiculous um, to say that the fans from abroad don't produce or wouldn't produce the same level of atmosphere or aren't as passionate, don't understand it in the same way. Certainly, I understand to an element of like, you've not been, so you don't know necessarily like the, 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 the process of going to a game but that doesn't yeah. change your passion that doesn't change 
your love. That doesn't mean that you're less of a fan. You just don't Absolutely. know what it's like to walk to the stadium. That's the only I mean, difference. Well, after after watching a game on, on telly, I mean, I tune into your podcast and every other mm-hmm. Arsenal podcast on, on YouTube and I consume it on the daily. I mean, your show, it's the first thing I do in the morning. I wake That's up fun. and, you know, I'm there and it's a great show and the content is fantastic. And I wish and I long, I've got Gunas here in South Africa that we we WhatsApp each other and we're chatting all the time. And our hope and dream is to go as a collective, as a, as a unit overseas mm-hmm. and enjoy it, you know. And uh, I can promise you we'll bring the house down because it's an experience that we'll be experiencing for the first time. And I think to not share it is an incredibly selfish attitude. But I'm not, obviously not everybody is like no, that, is that way inclined. Um, but I think, um, yeah, the ticketing system, I think, needs to change slightly, particularly yeah, let's for talk foreign about that. From the perspective yeah. of, a, of a foreign fan, the I think it's incredibly system... difficult. Go on. So don't let yeah, me jump I'm in. Sorry. You jump. Go, mate. Yeah. yeah, sorry, mate. I think it's incredibly difficult now to, like you say, you know, set a timeline, go, okay, cool, I'm going to arrive on this day, stay at this hotel, um, stay for this period of time, and I'm guaranteed a game. Um, granted, I've never really tried before to to come over. I just haven't had the capacity to do that. Um, mm. But now where I'm in a position to potentially come over and I want to bring my kids who are both staunch gooners um, to come over and experience um, an Emirates uh, day or evening, it's, 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 it's impossible, you know, to, like I said, you know, to, it'll cost us, what, 250,000 Rand, including tickets and accommodation. That's before wow. we've even bought a hotel at the stadium. So to gamble that kind of um, money away to just not be guaranteed a ticket is, is a little bit tough to swallow. Uh, so maybe there can be an allowance. That's still 10 grand, by the way, for in, in UK money, 250 yeah. grand in rounds. Yeah, absolutely. It's and I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not cheap either way, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's incredibly difficult to to sort of bet your, bet your house on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously, like, the ballot, if, like, because what you could do is obviously you could wait, you get the ballot, you gamble it, you see if you get the ticket, if you get the ticket, yeah. then you book the flights and accommodation. But by that time, you're going to spend, what, 500,000 Rand because the, the price of the flights has gone up, the price of the accommodation's more expensive. Exactly. So, yeah. It's it's a really good point. Is, do you have, do you, are, are you aware of a South, of, uh, South African Arsenal Supporters Club that are associated with the club in terms of ticket allocation? I'm actually not. Um, my friends and I were actually chatting about it the other day. There's not nothing really that we're aware of. Um, yeah. Unless you can class, you know, count our suburb as as one. Um, but because right. there's quite a few of us living here. Um, but um, yeah, so yeah. What I mean by that is like you have like Arsenal America, for example, that I yeah, yeah. don't think there do is the allocation of tickets um, through just their partnership with the club. So I'd, I'd be curious if there is. Oh, we might have lost Graham's uh, image there. Um, we'll see if we can get him back in a second. But I'd be curious if there is kind of a um, what's the one I'm looking for? Kind of an equivalent, if you like, for that. Graham's back. We've got him back. There we go. Um, Sorry, I got a so phone call. You. <laughs> That's usually what happens. Yeah, I'm not aware of the time. Yeah. But did you hear what I was saying, though, in regards to... Kind yeah, of, I did. Um, yeah, the, I'd be curious if there was, if not a South African, then an African um, kind of uh, equivalent to Arsenal America that that did get access to tickets that you could reach out to. Certainly, I know that you have to be a member, I think, of Arsenal America over there to get access to tickets and, and maybe have been for quite some time. And even then, the demand for them is going to be you know, crazy as well, because there's thousands well, and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, you know. 
I think the first thing I'll do after this um, this chat will be to go and research that because it's actually something that I've never even considered, to be honest with you. Can you drop me a DM, Graham, on Twitter if you find out? Um, I will do absolutely. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, that. I'd love to. I'd love to yeah, know, mate. I really would. So even if it's an African one or a South African one, um, yeah, it's worth a, it's worth looking into. Yeah, let me know. I look forward to finding out, Graham. Thank you so well, much for taking the time to jump on the show. Really appreciate yes. it. Yes, mate. Thanks, mate. Speak to you soon. Much appreciate Graham for jumping on, showing plenty of love in the chat box, please. Um, let's go to Tom, who's very kindly dropped a super chat in as well um, from the Gulf Coast Gooners, of course, which uh, if I can show you the, the scarf is right there. There it is. Um, Tom says, uh, when I came over for the first match uh, against Forest, we couldn't get normal tickets, but we were going no matter what. So we got a club seat for a pretty price. The people around us commended us uh, on how loud we cheered up the Arsenal. Um, and I guess this is one way club level tickets are very expensive and they will cost you a lot of money. Um, for instance, if you some club level tickets can be as much as like a thousand pounds. And so because of that, um, that's the only way that some people can get to a game. So if you want to guarantee yourself a ticket, uh, it might be that you have to buy a club level, which is is really hard to do. I did say that Graham was going to be the final caller. So thank you so much to Graham, to AJ and to Rich for coming on today's show. I uh, very much appreciate their time and contributions. I know it's not been the most uh, frequent caller of our phone-in shows. And perhaps when we get back to topics surrounding transfers and Arteta, uh, there'll be more uh, activity and people more keen to, to talk about that. But I, in some ways, I'm actually a little bit disappointed because I thought it was going to be a topic that loads of people were going to want to chime in on and have their say uh, I, was, I was even kind of hoping that we might have had some appearances from people that were as passionate as they were when we had that conversation last time i guess not as passionate as we thought um but thank you to those three that jumped on and gave their view and their angle on this because i think it's an important one i think the key points to take away shane says to my scare people <laughs> The aim is never to scare people at all. I think the point is, obviously, I know that sometimes it can come across. I hold people to account for their opinions always. I question. I always, always do question. And you've got to come with, you know, the ability to talk to your chest and back your points up for sure. And that's why we have such a fantastic community and such a genuine community as well. But, yeah, I I, I understand maybe where you're coming from, Shane. Uh, maybe there is a, an intimidation factor. But um, it's just me. You know, and if you're fair and you're balanced, I'm always going to appreciate that. Yes, I'm going to question points of view, but you know, I think it is. It's still fair. I think we uh, we open up the floor to all people from all backgrounds to give their views. As as do Arsenal. Arsenal are open to everyone, and that's why they've implemented this ballot system at the end of the day, um, because it has been designed to, you know, to create the equal opportunity to as many fans as as, as feasibly possible um for those that have never been to a game i sincerely hope that you are able to experience that opportunity because it is something that you'll never forget it should be on your bucket list for fans from abroad and you should endeavor to do as much as you can to try and get there if you can and i understand that there are as graham was just talking about there two hundred and fifty thousand rand you know which is ten thousand pounds sterling by the way but still people think about oh it's 10 grand i could probably afford that but 250 grand in their own currency is life-changing money if you think about it it's, it's madness amount of money and so therefore it needs to be taken into account that when fans abroad come over they deserve respect 
they deserve respect for that commitment, for that dedication that it takes to come abro- from abroad and go to games. And to understand also that if you are one of those fans that is able to do that, the, the privilege that that, that that comes with and the opportunity that that, that comes with. Uh, Matthew here says, I'm a member of the Norfolk Arsenal Supporters Club. It's the only way that I can get tickets. Never been successful in the ballot and I apply for the majority of games. And I guess, Matthew, I'd be interested to know if, Matthew, like your thoughts on that. But I guess the people will, will not feel like the ballot system is fair because they may have gone from a position of getting tickets a lot of the time and have gone to a position where they're not getting tickets as anywhere near as much as they used to because of the change. But I guarantee you that for every person that is now feeling hard done by, there are as many, if not more, but just not very vocal, that have now been able to go to a game for the first time or for the first time this season or the first time or more games this season compared to last because they ultimately are... um, able to to buy them where before they weren't so it's it's as i say it's a losing battle and there is always going to be someone on the end of it that it doesn't suit and doesn't preference um but i think what this does do is that it opens the door to more fans um because there is more than just 60,000 that can fit in there there are millions and the reason why arsenal are so successful is because we are such a global club the reason why we can compete at the elite level on the international level is because we are such a global club and the reason behind, obviously, the uh, success and the growth of this club is because of players that have also come from abroad as well. Can't have it both ways. Um, but thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and your patience as well with this one. Um, I know it's maybe not the topic for everybody, but thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow morning, of course. However, uh, tomorrow morning's 8 a.m. show may or may not be slightly earlier. Mikel Arteta's press conference is an early one, and so therefore I may not be doing a 8 a.m. live show. It may be a 7.30. We've done that before, so do watch out. I'll probably leave a little warning this evening about it being a 7.30 show rather than an 8 show. So just be aware of that um, because the press conference is, uh, as I say, going to be late, which is going to create havoc for the likes target. The 1K like every day is going to take a real batter in tomorrow, but let's see. So I'm telling you, spread the word. It's going to be probably 7.30 tomorrow. So just be aware of that. Have a fantastic day. Speak to you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.